Welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And Carrie's with Coldwell Banker Seward Realtors, and I'm her licensed assistant here in Wisconsin Rapids. Yes. So, Ben, it's been a crazy week here at our home office and at the regular office. We've had many, many great things going on. So, first of all, we have a drawing. A drawing? Like a picture? We should try to do one of those. Draw me a spring picture. But no, we're doing a love your pet drawing, I believe. Yes, a raffle, a giveaway. So if you go over to Facebook.com and, and get on our Facebook page for Carrie Nikolai, the pinned post, the most current one at the top of the page, is all about your pet. Make a comment, post a pet picture. And then next week, we'll take all the people who have commented and put their names in a hat and we'll draw a winner. And uh, we're drawing a winner for some guest certificates over at Bow Wow Meow. Exactly. And if you want to go and check out their page and their business, go right ahead because they're also sharing our, um, our post, but the comments are on our post that win the drawing. Correct. And if you go to the store, they just redid their kitty cat area. So they Ooh. did a new cat area. So originally they just had it back by the counter, by the register. And it was like a small little, maybe three by five section. So not too many cat items. I'll, I'll be honest. I've never been there. Okay. So yeah, it was really cool. But now they did a little bit of remodeling or readjusting and they started to expand the cat area. So now we can go and get the fox a sweater and that way she can have a sweater when she goes outside. Yeah, she doesn't like it outside. No, she doesn't. Um, especially not in the wintertime here. So that, that was not fun. We tried. We, we tried. We did. She's got a cute little harness, so we put her in the harness and, and kind of drug her around the yard. So. Well, she kind of ran. She did a little bit of running. She mm -hmm. wasn't, we mm -hmm. put her in the snow so that way she can kind of get used to the snow. And she dug her way out and got to the path and she scurried back to the house. Yeah, she's not an Arctic cat. No. No. But we do have plenty of those around. We do. Um, found out that our new hacienda here in Grand Rapids is right along the easement of the snowmobile trail. So we get to watch the snowmobiles go by and we get to watch the groomers go by and it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, afternoon entertainment. Yep, all through the night. Uh, I think the calendar nights run 54-ish miles of snowmobile trail. Oh, nice. Here in the general area. I'm, I'm not sure where it all connects. But if you go to myrapids.info, there well, might be a map. Be a, I was going to say, do we got a map? Yep, yep. Well, that's good. Yep, see, I'm on top of that. So Excellent. Got to get the internet involved a little bit. Yes, because then that way I don't have to remember where stuff is. I can just go right to the website and go, there it is. MyRapids.info for information. So one of the things we always look at, too, each week is how many homes are available to go and see in the Rapids area. Now, we're always talking with buyers and sellers of, you know, the market and the market conditions. And this week we met a, a new buyer. They're looking for a house. and we gave them kind of a little bit of an eye opener of what their what their possibilities are. So we're I just pulled up on the computer right now. So as of six forty three p.m. on February eleventh of twenty twenty one, 
So these are the number of homes that are active with no offer in the greater Wisconsin Rapids area. So we're talking Port, Nakusa, a little bit into Rome, Kellner, Grand Rapids. So the greater Wisconsin Rapids area. We're only looking at 32 homes. And that's in all price ranges. That's in all price ranges. Okay. So can we narrow that down to the most asked for price range? Well, that is even getting kind of a little bit tough because the most asked is always dependent upon what price range you're in. So sometimes we get, you know, first time homeowners. So they want to try to stay under a hundred thousand. Well, let's go under a hundred thousand. Okay. So if we're looking at under a hundred thousand. Zero to one hundred thousand. We're only looking at fourteen homes. Fourteen homes that don't have an offer on them. That do not have an offer on it. Okay. Is there an average days on market? Um, yes, there is. Well, just a minute. Let me click on an extra button here. So our average day on market is 178. So of course that's the average. Some are very much less, like they just came on the market today. And some are far more like they've been on the market for a year. Right. We've got a couple of them that's been on there for, for a long time, which is kind of skewing those numbers just a little bit. But, you know, our most cost-effective house that's on there is starting off at 34900 Now, that's just to purchase it. It doesn't take into account that it is a used house, and there's probably going to need to be some uh, construction work done to it. Right. So we do have, you know, we do have that situation, you know, going, going on with some of those, those homes. Um, so how about if we go from one hundred to 200000 All right. So how many we got? The greater Wisconsin Rapids area. So if we had to jump up to that upper, well, let's just go to uh, 100 to uh, 175. 175. Okay. Because then it kind of catches that that next group of of buyers. And there there is a little bit different buyer above 175. So that makes sense. So between 100 and 175, we are looking at seven homes to go take a look at. Seven. That's in an afternoon. In an afternoon, we can look at the whole entire market. Does it have a city where it's located? Yes. So we can kind of look at the municipality. <coughs> and we're looking at some, we're only looking at one, two, three, four. Four out of the seven are in the city of Wisconsin Rapids. The other three are in Saratoga. Saratoga. So that's almost Nakusa, but not quite Wisconsin Rapids. Right. So you're kind of looking at just on the other side of Nepco Lake, on down, the southern side of south. Nepco Lake. Southerners. It's warmer down there from what I understand. It is. Much warmer. Okay. So if we go above 175. Okay. So if we're going to go, oh, average season market on this one is mm-hmm. going to be 405. But again, we've got two on there that have been on there for a couple of years. Okay. Those are going to be a, an odd situation where something isn't quite right with what's going on. Either the house doesn't fit the market, it's a special house. Right. Well, this is like a good example of maybe they listed last year and it didn't sell. So they pulled the house off the market and we put it back on the market. We have what's called the cumulative days on market. Cumulative days on market. Which is going to give you your average days on market. So because it didn't sell the first time, we took it off for six months. We let ground thaw. 
we put it back on the market. So now it's on its second year of being on the market. We're adding those days together of the first time it was listed, but did not sell. So that's also something to think about as people are looking to sell at this time of year and they want to write the contract now and withhold it from the market for a month or two. When it comes on the market, it'll say that it's been on the market or in the MLS for a month or two. Right. So, you know, we'll use us for example. So say that we wanted to list the house, but we weren't ready. We wanted to finish off the remodeling of the basement. Right. And it's going to take us three months, but we want to list it. You know, we worked with Cole Banker Seward before, and they're an awesome group of people to work with. So we're going to write the contract, but we're going to say, hey, give me three months to finish that basement. And then we can go to the market. So those first 90 days, it's considered listed, even though when it shows up on, in the MLS and in Zillow and with all the other agents, it's really day one, but it's day 91. Right. Some other options could just be that it's priced wrong. Um, perhaps the person wanted to get the most money from their sale and they're just going to sit on it until it does sell because they can. They're in a situation where that's okay for them and what they need. Exactly. So, I mean, there, there's a number of things to look at when we're looking at days on market to, well, what is going on with that particular property? All right, so for 175 all the way up to the last group. So the last group, there are 11. So this is between 175,000 all the way up to 899,900. So we don't even have million dollar properties available? We do not have a million dollar property for sale. Okay, but so, we can come close. So if we have a buyer who insists on spending a million dollars we can't help them. Wouldn't be in the, well, yes, we could. Because you remember our license covers the whole entire state of Wisconsin. So we would have to go look at a different market. So we'd have to go to Stevens Point. We could go to Wausau. We could go to Green Lake or the county of Green Lake. I cannot think of a city in the Green Lake or in that county, but we could go to the, to the county of Green Lake. We can find you a million dollar property. Okay. So in that top bracket that we have, how many houses were available? So there's 11. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's a fairer amount. I mean. And well, that average days on market, again, is at 106 days. Mm-hmm. That's half a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's interesting. That could be discouraging for some on the buying side, but it's also a good sign for sellers because you don't have much competition. Right. You're, you're not going to, your, your house is definitely going to get a chance to get looked at and visited because, you know, if I'm going to be in that, that price range of, I want to spend $200,000, I've got a couple options here. Now, many times we see that if a house is decent, it's coming on the market and it's going off fairly quickly. So something that we might tell our, our potential buyer is if you've, got the eye on the $250,000 mark, let's start looking at the 180, 190, 200,000 because the property that comes on down that low, there's probably going to be some bids against you. So making a strong offer because you can is, is a good tactic. It is. And I've always been in that, that firm flavor of, you know, 
your budget is 200. Maybe we should look at something in that 150 because we could find the perfect home. But it's just not it's not ready. It's ready for those updates and you can make those updates and make those changes more for for you that you could still do. And we could save you some money in the long right in the short term, in the short term, because you're going to have that remodel project. So that extra money that you would be spending, you know, we might be able to find you that home that would be a, a better fit. Right. Even if it's just a uh, correlative with a lower down payment to get a mortgage financing at that lower rate. Now you have an extra few thousand dollars. You know, if you're looking at uh, whatever your five or 10%, whatever you happen to have for your down payment. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's, there's a lot of different options as far as, you know, as a buyer goes and uh, to be able to look and say, okay, well, this is what my price range is. What do you got? We may have to go up a couple thousand to get into a position where there's going to be a house for you or on the flip side, we may need to go down a couple thousand to get you into a, a house. One of the nice things is this area really has a lot of good options. Even if you take that advice and look a little bit lower, um, we've got a lot of gems and jewels that have come up in the last couple of years that we've saw that were like, this could probably have gone at a price a little bit higher but it's, it's got a great value. It might need a little bit of work here or there beyond just uh, paint and carpeting, but it's at a good value. And, you know, buyer has gotten in at that good value. They're still around. Yeah. You know, those, those deals are still there. So it's, you know, our, I think how a, patient are you is going to be the, mm-hmm. the new question out there of, are you going to be patient to wait for the right perfect house? Or are you just going to buy something so that way you can say, I bought something. And the one thing we always don't like to see is doing that part and then find out three months on the road that this really isn't the house for you. You didn't take in consideration the distance between the home, work, food, groceries, that sort of thing of your daily activity. And you realize this really isn't the house. We like listing houses, but we want to do it for the right reasons. Yes. There's just something that doesn't feel good. You know, there's that feeling portion of it. It's not necessarily an ethics issue, but it's it's just, you know, we want to keep happy people around, you know, we do. happy homeowners. So we would rather see you wait a little bit and get into a, a house that fits you better than having to make a decision. Unless you absolutely have to, then of course, that's your obviously the, right. the better answer. We, we've had people who, you know, they're, they're moving into the area, they're starting work, you know, in a month, they really have a weekend to try to find something and anything is going to be better than, you know, living in their car. So we've got some good news that there is still inventory to be had. There is still inventory to be had. But again, when we, when you hear the, there's a low inventory out there, we're not joking when we say there's a low inventory, 32 homes. Four years ago when I started, there was 200 homes and they said that was low. I thought 200 homes. I'm like, wow, that's a lot. We're now down to 32. In all price ranges. In all price ranges. Yep. There's still something for everybody. There is. And part of it is the current temperature outside. Our winter market is always slower. But we're looking into spring here pretty quick. We are. And so if we wrote an offer today, so we'll just kind of use today as an example. So if we wrote an offer today, we're closing probably about St. Patty's Day. Oh, St. Patty's Day. Lovely. So the luck of the Irish is on your side. Aye. So, you know, that's what we're kind of looking at. 
and March has always been the uh, January has been like super cold. We can just make it through January. February is like such a short month. It goes by so quick. And then we're into March and March, everything warms up and we're back to we can be outside without it hurting our face. Yeah. The negative temperatures this time of year is, is, is it's brutal. It's brutal. And it's not fun. Sun's out. So we're still taking people around to go show in homes. Um, of course, the winter challenge is what's underneath the snow as well. I mean, you can't see roofs well. You can't see, you know, ground cover. You can't cover. see those ice, you know, the, the clear ice that's underneath there. Um, I've been doing some photography for other listings in our office. And I know that that location and what's underneath the snow would be such an asset to buyers. But the, uh, the people decided to list now and it's, it's just a thing. But it's in Wisconsin and I hope everyone understands that. Well, and two, sometimes we talk to homeowners who do list in January and there's two feet of snow on the ground and they always look at us and go, but we have these pictures of all the beautiful plants that we have. Can you use them? So sometimes we have been able to, you know, use those for, from our sellers of this is what the lawn looks like. And then the sellers always love putting together a little book to leave on the kitchen table of this is what the lawn looks like. And yeah, you know, the house throughout the seasons. And it's a great idea. I know our house um, back in the city, you know, which we transferred out of in October, that that was a great example. It was a, a very welcoming house, you know, welcoming yard and whatnot. And it was great to take photos and show it off at that time of year when it was lush and full and just before the fall. Yes. Even if it were to have moved into the fall, you know, then you get the leaves and the great sunsets, all that jazz. No. Um, I know I, I do photography for Total Banker Advantage down in the Rome office. Um, a lot of lake homes. The owners also do stuff like that because, you know, it's, it's the view. It is. You know, and having those pictures of the lake during the summertime, the sunset pictures or the sunrise pictures and all of that just kind of makes the, the buyer coming in going, okay, I can envision now this is what it looks like at this time of the year when it's negative 45 outside. Yep. And everything's white. Well, that's good. So, you know, glad, you know, glad to talk about the market and, and see what, what our listeners know what's out there. And, you know, we keep seeing this is now the time to list. It, it is. It's time to list. We'll, even, we'll help you through that. And even if you don't want to have all those things about the wintertime and listing right now, now is the time to plan. Very true. On both the buying and selling side. Um, if you're a buyer, plan. You know, go to a bank and get that pre-approval, pre-qualification, maybe even take it one step farther and getting actually um, a pre-commitment. So they'll go through almost the entire process and vet all your employment history and this, that, the other thing. And they'll give you a conditional commitment saying that we are going to loan you this amount. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot more oomph than just a a qualification or a pre-approval. Right. And then that's something that we can use, or if you're working with a different agent, if um, explain to them that this means that you, they're going to guarantee your loan, or maybe not a hard guarantee, but you've been you've, fully you've been there. approved yep, for that loan. You've been there, you talk to them, there's been a conversation versus someone who walks in and just says, well, yeah, I think I can afford it. And then you write the offer, they go to the bank and they find out that they can't. Right. 
if you get fully approved and um, the situation does happen, it's acting almost as a cash-weighted uh, offer to purchase because we're not we're having to wait 30 days for a, a what-if. You know, the pre-approval is just like, yeah, we can probably, you know, get that loan done for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of looks good on paper, but they haven't gone through a lot of the underwriting stuff yet and found out backgrounds and things like that that could cause the loan to go sideways. Very true. Um, it's a tactic that we see a lot in the larger markets, the more metro markets, but with our low inventory and houses coming on and going off so fast sometimes. you know, Well, those sellers, they do want to make sure that you know, when that offer comes in that, yes, this family has been to a bank. They, they've started that process and we've seen it numerous times where the buyers who haven't enrolled that offer, they didn't get the house because there was no, no letter. There was no, Hey, I did, you know, I'm going forward with this. Right. And it's awful silly to not know what you can afford. I mean, even if your rent is a certain amount right now, doesn't necessarily mean that you can afford the mortgage under the conditions of the mortgage. Correct. So yeah, always going in and talking with the bank first is always a huge plus. Yep. Or on the selling side, if we don't want to do that listing right now in the snow, you know, we, we can start with a plan. And what would be beneficial to get that house to being on the market whenever you'd like. So we know that we know the springtime is going to be very active again this year. Interest rates are probably going to stay quite low for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm thinking and talking with other people in the industry, like, you know, JR and, and whatnot. <clears throat> We're going to see low interest rates for at least six months at 8, 10. And even if they click up a little bit, it's not going to be 5, 6% this soon in the race. Correct. So, you know, the other thing that we've we've been doing throughout the week is... We've, we've had you in the workshop. We call it Site B. You call it the workshop. I call it Site B. Well, you didn't like calling it the workshop because it's a garage. It's a garage. But it's more than a garage. It's, it's more. It is an activity garage. space. It is so much space for activity. So Christmas time came and gone. And right. so this year for Christmas with the new house, wasn't sure what we wanted to get each other. You got a lawnmower for Christmas. Thank you. It's great. It's a Husqvarna. It is. At some point, we'll do, you know, some outdoor activities with that. Well, of course, once I get space in the uh, garage workshop, <clears throat> Site B, I guess. You know, so, and, and, and we took that from Jurassic Park. Yes, right? we did. We, we did. We love the Jurassic Park and thought that would be kind of fitting. I still have to finish up the sign. Actually, I think I'm going to have you finish up the sign. Okay. I did a nice wood carving thing on it and I started painting it, but. I don't know. I'm, I just, I've got to be in an artistic vibe before that. You always have to get into your, your artsy mood in order to do something. You know, some of these artistic things I do. I know. So you're outside, you're out in Site B. It is a, I'm going to call it a semi-heated space. We got it. We call it the Super Dragon. Right. But we, there is a, it's a propane heater dragon. Yeah, object. it's it's not a, a permanent fixture. No. Permanent appliance, but. You know, it, it, it works. It works in a pinch. Right. You know. The the furnace that was in there uh, was not, it hasn't been used. It wasn't in, healthy. No. No. So uh, that got ripped out and scrapped. So we're like in almost an, immediately. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyways, back to Christmas. So What was I doing? So for Christmas, you bought me a whole bunch of wood. Uh, 
I know. So nice. I know. So you bought me all this wood and you built some Adirondack chairs <laughs> and some benches for our new fire pit for out, outside. So we wanted to create this outside oasis. So we come home from work, you can go outside and just kind of relax in the backyard. And so. Well, we've been, we've been doing these uh, podcast shows, radio show stuff for uh, about two years now. Um, we're, we're getting close to over 60 episodes. So if our listeners haven't understood yet that we love the outdoor entertaining spaces, we do. And this is going to be like the super great house about this because we can go from the kitchen into the backyard without having to go through the front door around the backside to finally get to the, to the backyard. I mean, granted, we're always about getting our steps in and walking up and down the stairs. We're all about that, but it'd be nice just to get a little bit quicker to the backyard. So this is going to be really super cool. So we got some, some fur. So some Douglas fur. Well, it's not really Douglas fur. It was, it's a white fur, but it's a fur. It's still in the fur family. Okay. So Douglas fur, they weren't able to get in, but they were able to get a white fur, which is, they told me it's just as good. And we went to Haas Builders over there on County Road F. Is it FF or just one F? Yeah, so just a little bit outside of town, single F. Okay. So Haas, you know, we went to go visit Haas Builders. Um, I always enjoyed going to the, to, the wood, to the lumber yard. They've been great to work with. They are. They are really great. Um, as soon as I said I needed 44 pieces of gave them the length and everything i'd like four guys come out of their offices and do the so what what are we building what are you going to do with all that do you have pictures do you have the correct plan so you know lots of help guys were super great about it so went through the whole entire project of what you were going to be doing and the next day they dropped it off yeah pretty much so i mean it was like a 24-hour turnaround time they dropped everything off and it was super great they put it in site b for us so that way we didn't have to carry it across the the yard so super happy about that now do you have pictures of the chairs that are in the backyard i do i I do have pictures of the chairs and the benches and our current fire pit area um this is going to be audio only so the pictures aren't going to show up too well here okay so if you look right here in my hand it, it shows a fire pit with chairs around it so imagine yourself sitting at this wonderful summertime bonfire. And we have a super large embers. fire pit to begin with. Yeah, we, we got the um, six foot one, no, four foot, it's 48 inch. Yeah, we got the, the yeah. super big, you know, we can build the bonfire. We had a smaller one. And when the boys were over and they were building their fires, they felt they were too constricted. So they wanted to have something bigger. Well, of course. So we got them a big one. So I did three benches and they're um, about four foot wide, I think. Yeah, about 48, 46 inches. So two people can sit on it. Um, so I got three of those and then I did three Adirondack chairs. So I, I have a love for the Adirondack chairs. Yes, you do. It's, it's from my childhood. You know, I have a, had an uncle up in uh, Alaska, um, just outside of Anchorage. And, you know, the Adirondacks. You know, that, that sort of off-the-grid sort of living. And now we're in the country-ish, but, you know, pine trees in the back, just close enough. Yeah, built some Adirondack chairs. Well, excellent. I'm super excited about using them. The kids are excited. They asked when the next bonfire is, so that way they can use the chairs. You betcha. So, we'll have to 
look out for the pictures on on Facebook about the uh, the chairs, the Face- new chairs and benches. Yep, Facebook, Instagram. I made some videos. They're over on the YouTubers. Excellent. So you do have a YouTube channel, by the way. Awesome. I know. I know. You're welcome. Yep. And then Facebook and Instagram. So go over to Facebook, check out the chairs and the benches. And then while you're there, comment on the pet post because we're doing that giveaway just after Valentine's Day. All right. Do you love your pet? I do love my pet. I don't. Oh, there she is. She's on the couch. Yeah, we got a couch. Couch down here by the studio. Very comfortable. She was giving me evil eyes. She always knows whenever we talk about her. Yeah, but she's all right. She is. So we want our listeners to show off their pet. And even if you don't have a pet that you want to show off, just go ahead and comment and you can you'll borrow be in the somebody's draw. pet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or a pet that you disdain. But let's go with love your pet. Yes. Yep. Okay, what's next? Well, we are not doing an open house this weekend. Okay. So this weekend is the 13th. And with the cold weather that was supposed to be coming in, I just wanted to have everybody stay home and stay warm. So we are, we're not doing any open houses this weekend. So we don't have any open houses to talk about. That's too bad. I know. Probably the weekend after. The weekend after we'll do, we'll do some, some open houses. The weather should be breaking and should be nice and warm. And that'll be fantastic because we'll do the open house on uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. right? So that'd be Saturday the 20th. Correct. Cool. And then y'all should be listening to WFHR AM 1320. AM 1320 WFHR. You do that so well. Yeah. It sounds better in the headset. I was going to say, do you, have you been practicing? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. we're going to take this podcast and they're going to throw it up on the airwaves and boom it out at high wattage all of central Wisconsin. Which is going to be super exciting. That'll be Sunday. From, from 9, 9 to 11. 9 a.m. to 11. Cool. We're working on getting some guest speakers in. We are. So we're going to try to get some guest speakers in either every single week or every other week, something like that. It all depends upon everybody's schedule to whether or not they're able to come do the meeting, either with us here at the studio or do it via Zoom. So we've got some options for them. But at this point right now, um, it's just going to be the two of us talking about real estate. Excellent. Because we're going to be doing this pre-recorded. Yes. So it's going to be talking about real estate and community. So not Real estate isn't just about how do I buy a home and how do I sell a home, but it's about the community and the different aspects of, you know, life in Wisconsin Rapids. Well, it, first of all, it's easy to buy and sell a home. You just call us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We just make it all smooth. Or you go over, go over to myrapids.com and fill out the form on the side and we'll get right back to you. Exactly. Say, so made it easy. Myrapids.info for information myrapids.com to contact us. Excellent. And you, Smart can, thinking. you can look at the homes that are listed in the area. We, mm-hmm. We've got that IDX feed from the uh, listing service. Yes. Yes. So other thing that we've been working on too is, you know, highlighting a coffee shop in the Rapids area every single Monday. So we've been doing the Monday morning coffee. So even if you're working from home, the best place to work, go out and grab a coffee. What did you find this time? Well, I went over to uh, Out of the Box. It's a brand new coffee shop here in Wisconsin Rapids. So I went there. Um, I kind of switched over to tea 
so I made my tea. Then I, I'm like, I need a scone. So I tried their scones. So their scones were pretty good. I did enjoy them. What flavor of scone did he have? It was the blueberry lemon. So it was quite tasty. Went really well with the, the tea as well. Okay. Did you remember what flavor of tea you had? Mm, nope. No, I don't, but... You had the good stuff, the tasty stuff. Yeah, it was the loose leaf tea. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to drink through the tea. I want to say it was the dragon fruit. I think the word dragon was in the name of it. Okay. Dragon fruit tea with your blueberry, blueberry scone and lime. Blueberry lemon. lemon. There right. we go. So, you know, the blueberry lime is something that we do as a, a signature thing. Gift. Yep. Right. As our part of our closing gift, you get the blueberry lime jelly. And you get the recipe. The secret family recipe for the blueberry lime jelly. And the secret ingredient is love. As always, with all of our customers and clients. So... So yeah, so this this Monday I'm gonna pick a new spot and go try out their coffee. I gotta go back to out of the box and, and actually try one of their coffees. So um probably gonna be heading back over there just to see see what they got. And if y'all wanna keep track of where she is, what coffee house she's going to, you, you post on the Facebook every Monday. I post on the Facebook every Monday. I usually try to do it by nine AM, but last this particular Monday we had such an, a great eventful weekend that I was a little bit late to the game. So I kind of posted it probably about noon. I grabbed it, took the picture, and then got busy with work. Well, that happens. It does. Good thing you have an assistant to help you with those technological things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to try, we'll try a new spot. Probably going to go back to out of the box again. From what I've been seeing and hearing around, they, they've got a, a good selection and a you know good flavor profile. and. Everyone's been happy with them. I haven't heard any negativeness coming from that area. They're down on 8th Street, um, kind of on the way to Walmart. Right. So they're going to be on the west side of 8th Street. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's just right past the mobile gas station. Yes. Mm-hmm. But not quite as far as Jim's Barbecue. No. So there's, there's no bars in between to help us navigate as we normally do in Wisconsin. Right. Yeah, it's by the gas station, but before the barbecue place. Mm-hmm. But you can always go get your coffee and then go get some barbecue. Are they open that early? Is, and I'm not is sure. gyms open that early? I'm not sure what time they open. Oh. We'd have to find that out. We'll get back to you on that. Okay. We'll just we'll circle back. Exactly. So, so far, you've been to a couple of other coffee shops. You've been to the Ground Up. Mm-hmm. You've been over to Cravings. Yep. You've been to Out of the Box. Yep. You've been to Dunks. Been to Dunks. Those are the, the top performers in the area, or they are. In, in the city. Now, I'm kind of excited about doing Perkins. Okay. Because I can have a cookie, I can have a muffin, or I can have my favorite pie. Have we asked if the other coffee shops have pie? So far, I have not seen pie being offered at a coffee shop. But if there's one thing I have learned, if I want to hold a meeting, tell them that they can have some pie and the people will come. And if you're listening and you happen to be running a coffee shop, consider pie included as well. But that's kind of what a scone is, too. I mean, a scone is kind of a fruit-filled pastry, almost a pie. Well, it's more of a cross between the, a biscuit and a muffin. Not quite pie. Okay. Okay. Good, good thing Chef Carrie is on the floor. Exactly. Yep. 
we'll, we'll so, talk to the chef for just a minute. So yeah, it's it's more more cookie than than anything. So most of the time, if you like biscuits, but you really want to have like a cookie, a scone is like the middle the middle one. So in town, who has had your favorite scone? I'm really gonna have to go with. Oh man! Ooh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. Put you on the spot. I'm gonna have to go with Cravings because they had a really good white chocolate raspberry scone. Excellent, and they happen to be located right across from our office at 325 8th Street South. Very true. Well, that's our office address, at least. So yeah, I would have to go with them. Second runner-up is is you know it's gonna have to either be out of the box. Out of the box. It looked pretty good. Yeah, it, it really did. did. It had a lot of blueberries to it. So, I mean, I really have to kind of give it that. So, if there's one thing I do know is about my scones. I love the scones. So, one thing that I, I wanted to get into the habit of talking about is the National Association of Realtors has a blog. They do. They do. And they post in their styled, staged, and sold portion of the blog about every week. And a lot of these have really good tips. Okay, so now you haven't seen this. No, I have not. So we're just going to kind of walk through it a little quick. This, okay. This one is by Audra Slinkley here in February. And the title is Best Staging Makeovers, January edition. Ooh. Yeah. So what was the best staging makeover from January 2021? So we got a couple here. Shades of Green. Okay, shades of green. All right. You see the um. Hold on, let me find it. That accent color in the bedroom to be shades of green. So accent pillows, throws, uh, painting an accent wall, whatever shade really you know represents your mood, and then coordinating through the bedroom. Interesting. Yep. So not just like very vivid hunter greens, but the more pastel colors as well. Okay. You know, bedrooms want to be soothing and whatnot. Another one for these best staging makeovers, the dramatic kitchen redo. Ooh. Yeah. So taking your kitchen, updating appliances. They went from a very vintage 1970s-ish. Yeah, I would go with the 70s with that. Okay, so yeah, for pr- the listeners who cannot see the pictures, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would go. It, it's very vintage. It is. Yeah, the super brown cabinets, the linoleum floors, the uh, appliances that are way too old even for our standards because they're kind of yellow on the wrong spots. And then the just gorgeous dark green, dark yellow mix, almost like a shag carpet up on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, lovely. So just some simple makeover portions by changing fixtures. Looks like they kept the same cabinets, but painted them, gave them a a hard facelift. And if you paint the cabinets well, I mean, that can turn out pretty good. Right. And they last a while. They do. You know, if they're in great condition, they just need to have that little bit of touch up done. That's always really good. Um, Can you scroll back up? Because I want to take a look at that back. Oh, so they left a backsplash alone so it was the white subway tile yep white subway tile i know a lot of people have looked into i'm gonna call it the peel and stick backing 
okay. where you know you got the backsplash and so it's the peel and stick backsplash tiles so if you didn't have the time to do it but you want to add like a little bit of sparkle to it you could do you know just a, a little quick fix of putting in a different backsplash and that's always you know cost effective and can go a, a little bit longer as far as adding a little bit of color and flair to to a space so if you saw if we walked into a house with a buyer mm-hmm. and you saw a kitchen that the cabinets looked obviously that they were from the 70s, 60s, 50s, whatever, but they were in good structural shape and had just been painted with a gloss white and they've been painted very well, that wouldn't be a turnoff. No. Just on its own. Just on its own. And now, I... you, you, now you pair that with brand new countertops. Um, this case looks like a, a synthetic marble you know, with an inset sink and the brushed nickel finish on the, uh, the, the faucet, excuse me, and the accessories, you know, everything kind of matched. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they got the brushed nickel handle pulls. One of the neat things is the cabinet handles are, have been pretty much standard for the last 80 years. So you can run over to the Home Depot and pick up a plethora of handles that will probably fit your cabinets. That is very true. But before you do that, try cleaning the ones that you have. Because it's a kitchen. It is. It's a kitchen. And usually sometimes that's the one thing most people forget to clean. We've seen it done at, at our house. We bought, when I bought the house, I thought that they were black handles and they looked really neat and really cool. And upon discovering they were actually brass, they were just that. So gross. So gross. Of grease. Yeah. So I um, found out they were brass. Now, we cleaned them up really good. I mean, they got them all shined up and, and everything like that. I mean, we we did a nice job of, of restoring them. And even cleaning your appliances really brings them back to something that would be very much usable. And, and I think a lot of buyers are wanting to just have usable, and they're aware that eventually they'll have to be replaced. Well, buyers are going to be opening up that oven door anyways to see what's what the condition of the inside is. So if you clean the outside and you forget to clean the inside, we're going to be opening up that. So you got to get that the cheese drippings from the pizzas off the bottoms, you know, Ew. just spend that those few minutes of actually cleaning the inside of the oven too will go a long way. So even if you couldn't replace the stove, you know, take that extra step, take that ex, you know, spending a couple extra hours just cleaning the stove. So here's a quick tip. If the inside of your stove is clean, and you take care of your appliances well, people are going to assume that you've been taking care of the rest of your house well, too. Very true. It's pretty handy. It is. Um, I, I've been hearing feedback from the industry that purchasing new appliances, if they don't have it in stock, it could be a few months before they get it in. So if you're looking to spend the money on doing a quick upgrade in your kitchen before you sell, Try for the appliances if they need it. Um, you might get more mileage for your value and price by just really cleaning them, I think. Yeah, and that's something that we can talk about when we come over to take a look at, at your house. We can go through the, the kitchen. We'll give you ideas of, you know what, this would be a good place. This would be something that you could touch up and make a little bit, you know, shine it up a little bit. And this is going to go a long way because we're always about you know, I want minimal work that's going to maximize everything. 
So mm-hmm. going through and just doing a coat of paint on the living room walls. That's minimal work, but it's going to make the house look cleaner and fresher. And it'll take away all of the scuff marks from where your sofa was up against the, the wall and you know the fingerprints that you just never realized was there. Oh my goodness. So our last house, we had installed a new doorway going out to the garage. Right. And it was a steel door, you know, fire rated, yada, yada. And we never painted it. We never painted it. So it came from the factory with the powder coated primer and it was a matte finish. And oh my goodness, when the pandemic hit and I really went through and, and cleaned everything, that was so gross. I knew it needed to be cleaned, but once you actually clean it, and then you realize how scuzzy it was again, you know, like you did when it was like two shades brighter after by yeah. the time that we got done. And during the pandemic, I mean, we've been cleaning a lot. Yeah, we we spent a lot of time cleaning and, you know, we went through and really disinfected the house. We disinfect every single week, but we went through and kind of did a little bit more of a deep clean. We were home. We needed something to do. So we did that. And yeah, that door that, really that door was, up. was yeah, I had to wear shades when we walked into the house. Exactly. The next one is leveraging neutrals. So keeping things neutral, you know, the first one we started with getting that green color and the, the sage is a trend. The, but, the accent colors of sure. simple doing it with pillows, that sort of thing. So we can even keep it neutral. But here's the trick with this one is texture. So adding, you know, furry pillows, fuzzy pillows. You know, keeping the soft texture comforter or, you know, a duvet cover, whatever, mm-hmm. on the bed. This one happens to be a bedroom. Uh, looks like a solid surface floor and they added a rug on top. So shag carpeting is not ever, ever going to be a thing. Don't do it, please, for the love of everything good in the world. But carpets, or not carpets, rugs with a little bit more texture in it. And the thing is, you can take the rug out and clean the darn thing. Yes. You know, that, the shag carpet. My goodness, that, that was a trend. I hope never comes back. But keeping some texture in, in the bedroom, especially soft textures, you know, that, that'll make it a, a warmer and inviting without really turning people off because they perhaps don't like the color. So right. n- neutral color, but textures. Kind of goes in, in the next one is ter- toning down the hues. Um, so the, the hue, the color, okay, the very bright, vibrant color. Is, um, my goodness, we've seen like bright purple, blood red oh. walls in the kitchen. Yeah, or yeah, the bedrooms. You know, okay, it's a kids' room, perhaps. You know, and you get really, really vibrant. You know, red and yellow, and you let the teenager paint the room, and now they're off to college, and now you're ready to sell their their room and. You know, they've got it painted the nice, great shade of teal. And now we've got to kind of tone that down. Yeah, tone it down a little bit. Yeah. It's so amazing how much, a little bit of paint, how far that can go. Again, minimal work and maximizing the possibilities. Um, You just bought a gallon of paint. What was that, like 40 bucks? Well, I think so. I got two gallons of paint, but it's the kills. So we're going to be doing our basement walls this weekend. So we're going to be putting on a, a nice coat of paint on the basement walls and getting the walls ready for shelving. So now the next one 
kind of ties in with the toning down the hues and going with the outdoor space. So keeping your outdoor space neutral and clean, not having a lot of furniture, but understanding that you can make outdoor living spaces, even in the, the wintertime, um, houses with like three season porches or, or screen porches, you know, keep some furniture out there, really create that inviting space that people will come in and think, yeah, I, I can spend some time out here and, you know, maybe even bring a coffee out and, okay, maybe not coffee and it's, it's too cold for that, but you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Or you can go the other way and this next one is all about going bold. Nice big patterned wallpaper, a large pattern on the wallpaper. And again, if it's a larger space, this is going to go over much better. So if it's a really small bedroom, probably not the best idea to do. Perhaps not. Yep, it looks like the, this one, they also had a blue with black pattern for the wallpaper, but they made sure to tie it in with all the accessories as well. Right, they got a, a good jungle theme going on. So we got some good palm branches in the back. So we did some, some accent with some plants and also, again, another pillow and, and the, with uh, the appropriate pattern to match. Well, you know, with the jungle theme, you have to have a, a wicker frame bed. Of course. You know, and they probably have, a, it's not in the picture here, not in the, uh, the blog, but I can envision this space having a little sitting area over in the corner with a wicker or bamboo chair, mm-hmm. you know, something you can just snuggle up in. Let's see, bathroom makeover. Now you can spend a lot of money in a bathroom, but you don't have to. Oh, yeah. So a simple bathroom makeover, just like your simple kitchen makeover, yeah, that can really turn a lot of value in. Now, let's see, be careful what you paint as far as like uh, tile and tubs. You really need a specific product for that. Mm-hmm. So if you're not into that, consult a professional. Well, let's see here. The, the den area. Okay, this last one is going to be the den area. The den area. Yeah, so a place with maybe a fireplace, you know, like your sitting area. You'd think back in the 30s, the, the gentleman after dinner would go and have their smoke and their whiskey whatever, the den area. Okay. Could be a sports theme or, or whatnot, but taking it from a traditional space and modernizing it and again with um, simple color schemes, very neutral and bringing all those other things that we just talked about as far as textures, making the den into more of a living room space than just a man cave, if that fits you. Now, if you're looking to sell the house, that will open that up to a buyer seeing what could they do, you know, per- perhaps that doesn't fit their lifestyle and they just want a gaming room instead. And we work already with a, a stager who can come in and just kind of help with the staging. So if you're still going to be living in it, because at the same time, we got to be looking at this and going, okay, well, I'm going to be living in this with my five children. And how do I keep this all neat and pristine? And how do we do this? So we can work with a stager. We can get the house staged for the pictures. And, you know, maybe you go away for that, that first weekend. So Mm -hmm. first weekend, the house is all staged. We have the open house, we show it off staged. And then after that, you know, we may move those pieces out. So that way you can be with regular, 
life and have all the kids back. And, you know, we then talk about, okay, well, how do we live in the home while we're trying to sell it with five children? Well, part of it is decluttering and you're going to be packing up those things anyway to move. So you might as well just pack them up in the first place. So that may delay the beginning of the sale, Mm -hmm. but you know, probably won't delay it too long. Right. And we can, you know, we always work with a stage or two. So, you know, we know that that's going to be a a key component. We can always bring in Renee to take a look at it. And the time frame that's the most key is that first week on the market. Because that's when you get the most activity or you should be getting the most activity. Those first seven days when it launches onto the market. So if we can make the house look gorgeous and wonderful for that, hopefully we'll, or the plan is at least, then that will bring an offer right away and we'll not have to worry about keeping it staged and live in. We just have to worry about not destroying the place so it's in the same condition when the buyer comes in at their final walkthrough. Right. Cool. Another tip that I, I really get from this in staging is bringing in enough light. You know, it's wintertime right now especially, so the days are short. And even in the summertime, we've done showings well into the evening. So making mm-hmm. sure that the rooms are lit well is is a phenomenal thing. You know, switching out the 40-watt light bulbs to maybe something a little bit brighter, just so that way when we turn it on, it, the room does look brighter. It's going to look a little bit bigger. You know, simple things to, to do to uh, make that, to make your house more sellable. Now, if you keep following us, here on the show and, you know, on the internet, the uh, social media and whatnot, there's a good chance you're going to hear some of the same things being revisited over and over again. And that's because they work and they're important and they're pretty much easy to do. Yeah. So uh, every time I, I go in and teach a specific topic, um, is ham radio or motorcycles that I used to, you know, I always tell the students, if you hear something mentioned more than once, bunch of times probably key into that because it's an easy thing to do and it's pretty important yeah you know and again if sometimes some people need to hear it more than once or maybe we're saying it in a different way to reach that, a, a person a family so that way they have they will contact us and we can help them further you bet so right now it is the 11th of february mm-hmm. february 11 Reading close to Valentine's Day weekend here. Community events calendar. All right. So from myrapids.info, you can select the link for community events. I'll take you over here to the uh, Is that the It's the Visit Wisconsin Rapids page. I'm sorry. Okay. My my head went blank there for a little bit. I see a big cranberry guy in right, front of Right, and that's me and what like, I always what? call them the uh, Better Business Bureau, but I know that it's not the Better Business Bureau. No, but... it's the Wisconsin Rapids Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Yeah, see, that's where I get, yeah. Yep, not Chamber of Commerce. It's not the Chamber. It's, it's the Visitors Bureau. It's the Bureau, so. Anyway, so go to myrapids.info, click on events for the area, and I'll bring up a really cool calendar. So this weekend on the 13th, Wakeley's Winter Feast at 4 p.m. Ooh, that's always really fun to go to. So it's over at the uh, Wakeley House over on Wakeley Road in Nakusa. 
So if, if you haven't been over to the Wakely area, this is this is the original family who built Nakusa. So the Wakeleys way back in the 1800s, that sort of thing, when they were doing the fur trading, they have like a little city built up there. So they have the original house that Mr. and Mrs. Wakeley lived in. And you can go around and you can take a look at it. They have a little fur trading building. So it's built as if it was built back in the 1800s. And they have what the fur trading building would look like if you were basically stepping back in time. And it's really cool. They go through and they have different things out there every single year. They've got a barn. So you can go take a look at the barn. There are no animals in the barn. It's just the barn. But the barn did have, <clears throat> did have animals back in the 1800s. Back in the day, it did. Back in the day. So it looks like the Winter Feast has actually been moved. It's going to be over at the Nakusa Community Center on Crestview Lane. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, the organizer is over at Historic Point Bass. Bass. Bassy. Bass. Bass. So, the historic area over there. Really, this area has a lot of really cool history. And, it does. And that's a big part of it. There's uh, connections to the Civil War. I mean, it's, it's on the river. The river was the interstate back in the day. Yep. Yes, it was. So that's our community event for the weekend. And we always have the River Kings. Nope. Oh, they're done? They're done. Oh. You betcha. I don't remember where that ended up. Okay. So, nope. I, I don't believe they're... They're running anymore. I usually know that Friday night you have your fish fry and then you go watch the River Kings. Oh, I'm sorry. The, um, they'll be later in the month. They've got a couple weeks off here. Oh, okay. Well, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> exactly. What was that on the 26th? Yeah, River Kings hockey game. Um, looks like Next weekend on the 20th is the state hockey championship, though, for the WIAA. So that would be a Division One, Division Two state championship. Pretty cool. And at the end of the month, of course, the Kellner Knights radar run. So we're at the Ridges. Uh, again on the 27th, state gymnastics. Excellent. So we're at Lincoln. And then if the River Kings continue from the 26th onto the 27th over at Southwood County 2000 Recreation Center. And really, I think that's, that's it for the River Kings because I don't see any events in March. So they're getting down. They're getting down to the end of the season. Mm -hmm. I just remember hockey always being in the cold months. Well, every time you go into a, a hockey rink, it's going to be chilly cold. when they're playing hockey. Yeah, It's kind of a thing. It's how ice is created. Exactly. Okay, best part about hockey, the Zamboni. I, yeah, the food's pretty good too. So yeah, River Kings are winding down, but I'm pretty darn sure they'll be back next year. Oh yeah, and River Kings wind down, and then we got the Rafters winding up. Definitely. Well, of course, there's walleye days in between there. We got to go fishing. Yep. Rafters baseball, it looks like it starts May 31st. As I say, pretty mm -hmm. soon the team mm -hmm. should be coming to, to Rapids training. and, yeah, starting the, the spring training and settling into the homes. So the whole entire team is from all across. Well, last year it was all across the country. 
I don't think they were worldwide yet. I think the hockey team is the worldwide. Yeah, I believe you're right. So I think it's just across the country for for the rafters and they stay in houses with families here in the rapids area. So they're always looking for a foster family for the players. So you mm-hmm. can, they, it's a really great program that they have set up. So you can contact the rafters and say, Hey, I want to be a foster family and they can go walk you through the whole entire process. But all the people who I've talked to who have done this, that they have just said it was just an Gr- amazing thing. Great to do. experience. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing to think about. And even with the River Kings too, those kids, they, they're here in Rapids and those kids are, I think last year we had someone from Russia. It was either Russia or France. Right. Overseas. Yeah, I believe so. They were overseas. Mm -hmm. They came here and, uh, you know, had a great time. I mean, some of these kids come back to the same family year after year because they had a great time and a great experience. And these kids are even still going to school. Mm -hmm. So they're going to school, they're playing hockey, and they're just enjoying the Wisconsin Rapids area. And I think some of the host families have, uh, some of them have two or three rafter players. Yeah, it's, they've got a, there's criteria of what what you can do and and that sort of thing as far as, you know, living space and and having um, room for them. Oh, oh, hold on here. Segway. Okay. So if you're looking for a bigger house, because you want to host players. We can help you. We can help you with that. Or, you know, you have a big house and you're just like, I don't know what to do with this. I want to hang on to it. It's, you know, my childhood home. We can hook you up with the rafters and the river kings and you can have just these kids come over. I know with the uh, river kings, they, most of the kids do drive. So they come with their own car. And there are certain things that those kids need to do in order to play hockey. So the coaches hold them responsible of, you got to have a job. You've got to be doing the schoolwork. You've got to be doing these things. If you slip in any of it, you're not on the ice. They take that ice time away. So these are really responsible kids who come over here who are with the host families. They're involved in our community. So when we have a community event, those kids are there. They come to the community event. They are there to interact with you. And it's a lot of fun. They are definitely a lot of fun. There. Um, no, some people who are looking at being uh, empty nesters, their normal children are gone away to college or off creating families of their own, uh, jobs elsewhere in the country, whatever it happens to be. And yeah, now you've got more space in your house and you kind of miss having it, you know, shared with, with young, younger folk. Yep. And they come just for the season. They come for the season. And as soon as the season's over with, they go home to their families. So it's, they're here for a short period of time. But it's a huge blessing and a great experience for for our community. Yeah, I, everyone who's been a host has always had a good experience or good things to say about it that I've heard of. Well, and those kids go back to the area and just do go back to their communities and go, "Hey, Wisconsin Rapids, this is how they treated us." They recruit their their friends to come over and do it, and you know, you you now create that that great little friendship between Wisconsin Rapids and those those other home communities. Cool. So, what else do we got? I think that's about it today. Sounds for about it. All right. Well, you guys all have a great Central Wisconsin Day, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.